Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Natureversity Podcast. Today, I am with Isaac Streckenbach from Nurture Nature Within, uh, based out of Galveston, Texas. And uh, I met Isaac over the weekend. We went to a wilderness first aid class together. Um, we started chatting. I let him know about what Natureversity was doing. And I told him, hey, man, I've got a platform if you'd be willing to come on and share some of your story with us. Because I get questions all the time, Isaac, about people who are like, hey, man, is Natureversity like is anything like that here in Dallas or here in Houston or here in this so I'm always trying to bring people on who are all over Texas besides Austin to tell their story and let others know about opportunities about connecting with nature so Isaac thanks for being on here yeah thank you man I, I'm um, I guess to speak to that I'm more than happy to find this in Austin I lived here for 13 years yeah and um was connected to as many people as I could that were, were doing this type of work and, and kind of connected to nature and, and found the value and the beauty in it. Yeah. Do me a favor, scooch over a little bit yeah, so yeah. that you're right in front of that mic. Um, there you go. Yeah, so I, much better. I, I think the I think the 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 beauty of it is that um, you know, typically people see Texas as a hub where, you know, we don't have mountains and a lot of that nature based uh, whether it be therapy or just really tapping into the survival piece of it, the primitive skills is um, is in in the mountains, right? It's in the west. It's it's in the Appalachians or the smoke. Yeah, you're right so about on. that. And uh, Texas kind of kind of gets lost in that process. So when I find other people that are doing this type of work, I'm like, yes, yeah, this is awesome. It's good to find your people. Um, yeah. I'm just going to get this out of the way now because I talk about it on this podcast all the time. It's called Icky Guy. You know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think we're all seeking. And I think those of us who seek it within nature, we find the community pretty quickly if we really dive deep. Yeah. Because it didn't take me long either before. Like I went to some dude's garage and he was like, I'm offering this primitive pottery thing. And I was like, what? And I just, I was hooked. Yeah. We like oftentimes get in the way of ourself in that process which is um, really powerful in and out of itself, right? Like it's also part of the teaching is to let nature do what nature does and be part of it because we are nature. And I think um, a lot of the, the, the hiccups or the bar barricades that we put in front of us are simply because we are not letting ourselves go there. So it's, it's a, just a matter of, of, of being and allowing, right? And the interactions happen. Yeah. The, the, there are, there's no chance in the fact that you and I met, right? It, it was predestined. It was supposed to happen and it happened. And, yeah. uh, but we get in our way, we get in our own way many, many times. I believe that. Yeah. Um, I don't think people have sometimes like the discipline or the understanding of like when opportunity is just jumping in front of you, I think they're worried about it. Like if I jump on this opportunity, what about these opportunities that I've already seized and secured and all that? For right? sure, for sure. I mean, and it's about it's it's a lot about our our in our, our internal turmoil too, right? Like, what are you holding back uh, to open up a conversation with someone? Yeah, you know, we have anxiety, we have depression, we have we have trauma. All of us have those things to some degree. Yeah, and um, oftentimes that holds us back from. Hey, I'm Isaac. Hey, what do you do? Right. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? 
yeah. right? So then it's beautiful when you find these familiar places to, to meet, something like a wilderness first aid course, right? Yeah. Wilderness is in the name. Yeah. You're going to find some wilderness people. Right. Yeah. I always tell people that I'm like, man, if, well, I guess I don't always tell people that now because I'm 37. But when I was younger, I'd tell friends of mine, I'd be like, yeah, why are you going to bars to like find people? Like you should go to like volunteer things like, like, like park cleanups or a wilderness first aid or, uh, yeah, you should find people to, I don't know, just side tangent there about dating. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's there's beauty in that, you know? It used to be, like, go to the bar, go to the church. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But, but that's the beauty is, is there's gray. You can find uh, you can find people in the things that you're passionate about. Yeah. And I, I, I do believe connecting back to nature is connecting back to yourself, and I believe that you can find those passions. Yeah. Oftentimes it ends up being nature, because you're like, wait, wow, this is really peaceful out here. This is amazing. I can hear myself, you know. So, what got you started on this journey? Could take us back. Um, where were you born? Uh, I was born in in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I was raised uh, essentially homestead style. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. So there, no big urban sprawl around you. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah I didn't know that. Um, that was actually ended up being my test of, 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 uh, anxiety and growth as I got older, I started having to realize like, Whoa, there's a bigger world out here because I was raised in a way that was not that at all. That was something, um, I would say that you see on TV, but even TV was kind of like irrelevant up until my older years, you know, growing up out there. And, um, yeah, so I mean, my dad was the first Special Forces Green Beret. He was a phenomenal teacher. Still, yet today, I would put him number one um, for teachers, not only from a physical perspective of survival and um, how to handle, you know, nature as nature, but then furthermore from a spiritual perspective. Yeah, um, I watched him grow as he watched me grow. You know, he had a lot of, of trauma. My mom had a lot of trauma. So I was blessed with parents that um, had trauma that were able to process and grow in in that. And um, it gave me the tools that I needed facing the things that had happened in my life and continued to happen in my life to, to process the way that I do. So, um, but yeah, that's where I started off. I started off out, uh, out in Wisconsin. I thought, like every teenager does, man, I'm... I, I got to see what the the grass looks like on the other side. So I I did, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to wander out. Uh, The difference was, is that, you know, I thought the city was cool because, you know, I didn't experience it on a a level, but it was intense for me. Um, And I had, you know, I had my own trauma uh, growing up that probably steered me in the direction of the tranquility of nature more than the overstimulating city environment. Um, but you know, the curiosity was still there because I was music minded. I wanted to see the bands. I wanted to see the stuff. Right. And, uh, so I was torn between the two and I ended up, um, flipping through a book and, and music between music and flipping through a book and seeing some really beautiful pictures of the Cascades out in Oregon. I was like, you know what? That's my place. I got to go there. 
So I wandered out to Oregon for for a while, quite a while. And um, how old are you? Uh, I'm 43. No, no, no. How old were you when oh, you went? Oh, then tw- yeah. 20 years old. 20 years old. Yep, yep. So you had graduated high school and went yeah. to tried to do the college thing sure. and and uh, you know tried to do all the things right textbook style. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I am not classic fit. American dream. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was not fit in the mold. I was trying really neither, hard, man. Yeah, yeah, I was trying really hard to fit the mold, but I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't fit in. I uh, I did, but in ways that I I I didn't see as productive. Now I look back and I'm like, oh wow, wait. Oh, you were that guy, mm-hmm. you know. But um, at the time, I was like the nuisance to the textbook. Go to college, get a you know, get yeah. a degree. I was the guy throwing the parties or or hanging out and talking about random things like friction fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was definitely not not the guy that was uh, that was doing the work. Didn't do like uh, all star football yeah, and all that in high school. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I played soccer. I play. I did. I did all the sports stuff. But that that leads back kind of to my my trauma, right? And and uh, I don't know if we want to touch on that now because we're on the path of where where I come from. But uh, yeah, sports became more of a prove that I could do it. Ah, uh, prove sure. That, prove to those that told me. I was told I would would never walk normal again. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, well watch, I'm going to walk and then I'm going to run and then I'm going to run really good and then I'm going to play sports. And I did, I did all that. So, but yeah, I went from Oregon to, um, uh, to Florida and I did some work out in Florida. How long did you stay in Oregon? Um, I was out in Oregon for about three years. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed every second of it there. My heart is still there. Yeah. Uh, It's a beautiful place. It's endless. What were you doing while you were out there? Um, I really just went out there um, as a drifter. You know, what What am I going to do out here? What am I going to do out here? I ended up working um, at a Japanese food place, which was really phenomenal. So I got some culture and... and um, Culinary Yeah, and experience. then I, I was dr- always drawn to plants, right? And so the Willamette Valley is an amazing oh, place yeah. for plants. So I, I like that was where I was really drawn. So I ended up working for this, this, uh, place where they, it was like a greenhouse, um, aquaponics, aqua, you know, uh, hydroponics style place. And that was phenomenal. So I got to take all my fish knowledge and all my plant knowledge and I ran with it and, and I worked there and, and got to know some really amazing people. But yeah, I, I, um, uh, I really grew, you know, that was a good, healthy stepping stone for me because it was outside of the bubble I grew up in, but it still had nature and yeah. it, and it was nature, um, in a business sense. It showed me like nature from a monetary perspective. It showed, showed it to me. Um, in a in a healthy way of being like wow so your your connection to nature can be something right? yeah it's part of that icky guy the world needs it and you can be paid for it it's yeah part of the two yeah for sure of the circle but i drifted in and out of that you know so and i think all of us that work in uh you know marine biology for example you know it's tough you don't always get paid a lot yeah it's a passion 
you have to be drawn to that passion. Your heart has to be there. That's true. To justify it. Yeah. You know, and I want, that's was one thing that I wandered to Florida. I thought, well, I'm going to definitely do marine biology and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, and there was a project where, um, you know, they were hiring contractors to go in and remove some clarepa and do some, some work out there. And so I was like, what? Oh, and like the, you know, the key words were popping up like manatee. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to check out manatee. <laughs> So I wandered down there and uh, had high hopes and started off. I volunteered for Clearwater Marine Aquarium. And um, and it, it led to all these other avenues. So again, you know, it's that openness to, to go somewhere where there's familiarity. Yeah. And sometimes it's not what you expect. And that's how it was. In that moment, it was just like, wait, okay, so... This might not be I work for Clearwater Marine Aquarium. I might not go and get my education in marine biology. And it led to all these doors that opened up to this doing this amazing work out there. Um, and still being really connected to nature and doing things that people dream to do, right? Like swim next to a manatee. Um, so it was really, really beautiful. That that was a good experience for me. And and I got to witness Florida in a really, um, really beautiful way. And I, I met some amazing, uh, amazing men out there that were, are still yet today, dear brothers of mine. And uh, and so I, I wandered away from there. Um, How old were you when you got to Florida? 23? Oof, yeah, ish. And then you stayed till you were about when? Yeah, I was only there for roughly two years. Yeah, yeah I wasn't there for very long. Um, within a two-year period of time, I bailed from there, and uh, and I wandered out to Arizona. Yeah, so going to the desert. Yeah, yeah. And then, from rainforest and swamps to the desert. Yeah, I was like, man, yeah, exactly. Rainforest to the swamps and the ocean to, to the desert. Yeah, your story's sounding yeah. an awfully awfully familiar over here. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do it, man. Yeah, yeah, I did it all. Yeah, you got to do it. And you have to experience all of those things to to have a better understanding of self. I believe that. Um, not everybody's blessed with that journey. I, you know, I, I encourage people all the time to do, to do um, the traveling. Travel, the traveling to, to find... Uh, a sense of self is really amazing because you start finding things that you you might read about or you might see on TV, but you when you witness them and they witness you, there's a connection. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, you know, the desert. Um, Where'd you go in Arizona? Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Yeah, Flagstaff was <clears throat> my landing point. Um. This is all before you had taken a survival class or went to a survival no, school. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, um, I, I started reading a lot. Um, obviously, branching off from the training that I got with my dad. Yeah. And um, who? What do you mean reading? Like, what kind of books? Uh, well, Tom, Tom Brown Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brown Jr. was like, wait a second, who is this fella? And sure. then I, I, I went down the rabbit hole of stalk, stalking, you know, stalking wolf, and I was like, wait yeah. a second, Legend this of is amazing. And um, it was a, it that was a beautiful journey for me because uh, most of the survival training that I was given was military based, special special forces based, uh, which is awesome. Sure. It's great. They call that slash and grab survival. Yeah, yeah, to <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, in and, in and out. 
in and out. Um, the, there's just so many differences, right? But yeah. there's a lot of similarities too. So it became this beautiful like dance of how, oh wait, how, what are the similarities? What are mm-hmm. the differences? How are they applicable? And then you start to realize like, in the military, like it's not all one way. There are there are groups that are trained in in a far more primitive way than than we probably even know. Um, that's the that's the beauty of it is that um, you start to see the the crossover and how powerful is that? Yeah, you know. We're, we're raised to see uh, the military as such. And then when we look at special ops, we're, we're also seeing it in a really intense way. Like, granted, we're seeing a lot of that in Hollywood and the way that they portray it. But um, the truth is that the nature piece and the survival piece is still there. Oh, yeah. I would it's agree. The, it's the heart of it. It's the heart of it. Um, fox walk is is huge, right? Like you have to teach fox walk. You have to be stealthy. You have to move silently. You mm-hmm. have to move at the pace of nature. Uh, but yeah, that crossover was phenomenal for me because not only from a historical piece and a respect to uh, the indigenous tribes of which were throughout the the land that we live on that we we call home um it was honoring their home Mm -hmm. it was honoring the land of which was sacred to them for many many years before we were ever even a thought um that was powerful to me that was really really strong um in my upbringing for sure and i i think that was what made me go down that rabbit hole, so to speak. I was like, wait, I need to know more about this. I need to understand. I need to understand that. And, you know, and there and there is also like this philosophy that you, you always have to walk on the edge of is like everything we know today could change tomorrow or in a moment. You know, the technology that we're using right now to have this podcast could end uh, abruptly. So... I think that awareness also connected me back to that primitive state um, and that delicate balance of understanding that if I have me and what is underneath my feet and in front of me, can I survive? How did my ancestors survive? How did those that lived on this land survive? Right? Yeah. Those questions started to roll through my head at a young age. And uh, and I embraced it, and I'm glad I did because I'm here. I'm here, and I'm talking about it. Yeah, know? it's <clears throat> definitely a feeling that I cherish, you know, wholeheartedly. I never. It's not a day that goes by that I don't give gratitude for this work and this meaningfulness. I guess like to, oh God, what's that guy's name? David Abrams. He wrote this book called um, Becoming Animal, and that's where I like really resonate. It's like I feel alive when. I'm out in the backcountry. You know, I feel alive when I guess I'm not apex predator in Big Bend, you know, there's black bears and mountain lions out there. Or anytime you're up in like the Cascades or the Grizzlies and things, you know, it's it's a real 
sensation. And I think that's the thing is we want to bubble our lives up because we find what works and then we just want to continue and perpetuate that, which I totally get. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I've, you know, you wanted to take away my hot shower and be like, Oh no, please don't. (laughs) But, uh, I can also improvise and facilitate a hot shower experience out in the woods without modern plumbing and things like that. So I think that's where, um, maybe you and I both agree that we wanted, we, we, we acknowledged what were the basic necessities in life. And then we wanted to go, Oh, how can I meet those basic necessities when I'm out in the woods? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause oh, man, it, I mean, it, I go through this every day. The connect, I mean, I, I, I talked about it already this morning. Um, the, the niceties as you, know, the warm shower, uh, our Instagram account, <laughs> this this uh this that we're I don't we're, care about that, that much. well you get what I'm you get what I'm saying <laughs> not my personal one anyway yeah, yeah. but but the truth is is that the work we're doing right is to educate or hopefully educate as many people as we can on um on the connection to nature and how powerful it is not only from a th- for me anyway it's definitely not only from a therapeutic sense but also um also as as keepers of the earth right to take care of this to to nurture this to make sure that it is healthy so that i can be healthy and so that my the the generations that are to come are healthy right so it's a really really loaded cause but at the same time um there's you have to face hypocrisy because i can sit and put instagram posts up and be like hey check out my reel i'm out in nature the mm. truth is, is I'm behind my phone creating that, not in nature, well, sometimes, depending on Wi-Fi connection or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> but uh, the truth of the matter is, is that we have to face that hypocrisy, Yeah, you know, and that's tough, and I've gone through that, but back to your point, you, we don't, we don't, it's, we don't have to delete it, we don't have to delete that, we, the, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift to to get the word out. Um, the the delicate piece of it is the balance. Yeah. If I all mean. I do is sit behind the computer and post this and that and this and that and the other, and I'm preaching, you know, nature, 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 and I never get out there, well, now what? Yeah. Yeah, I struggle with that, too, because sometimes I like to play video games. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I don't know if that a lot of people know that about me. But some, yeah. Like I do, I like play board games and all kinds. I just like games, but video games are the one where I feel the worst when I engage in it because yeah. I feel like everybody's just like, judging oh, me. Like shame on just me. shame, right? <laughs> because, but I don't know what. Like I, I look at it like this. Um, you know, a form of catharsis can be almost anything in that. Like video games to me are like a form of catharsis because I can't necessarily go out and like race car drive yeah you know but like on a video game i can yeah you know or i can't like compete in a parachuting you know competition but you know like on the game i can't like so i find it like it's a challenge for me there's a bunch of other people trying we're all you know trying to do this thing oh man if we're going down that rabbit hole i've I've already i've already been like wait i'm gonna check out what what survival games are out there yeah i've literally done that I don't. I think Les Stroud's working on a big one for for AI and like that. You know that world with what is it called? The Oculus is that what it's called? The the 
three D. Yeah, man. You put a headset I'm on like and an it's old like, man in that world. I don't know either. I'm not that. I'm not that. If you put something like to... that on me, then I'd pro- I I would probably run to the woods. I'd but it, yeah, <laughs> but I think that's what he's doing is he's putting this you know virtual reality world wow. on people's heads, and you can physically go out and I think start bow drills what? and like it's oh, like a video game. Video. Yeah. Well, it, but we all laughed when um you know Guitar Hero came out because we were like why didn't you just play the real guitar bow drill without the muscle (laughs) muscle cramps and blisters yeah that's awesome that's terrible Um, you need all that extra stuff because once again it goes back to your point about how nature provides us with this sense of understanding ourselves and you kind of learn things like discipline and you learn things like empathy you learn things like gratitude you know one of the stories that tom's son told me um about this woman who she was probably like in her 80s and there was a bunch of navy seals around her and they're all trying to do bow drill at this survival class and this lady's just like busting out coal after coal and these navy seal dudes like this is ridiculous can't use a stupid thing yeah and yeah. She goes over there and she's like, you need to give some gratitude for fire and like, you know, thank that kid uh-huh. and that tree and the, That's you know, the it gave its life. And they're like, Bingo. what? And then they came back and they said they started thinking more differently about it. And suddenly they're all getting fires. It's and, true, man. It's yeah. a deep, it's a respect, right? right? I mean, if you respect nature, nature, nature's far more up to, to respect you back. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, it's, it's. Our knee-jerk reaction when someone's like, oh, there's a bear, is like, oh, bear bad. Right. No. Bear good. I'm in like, I'm in admiration. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think there is there is a shift in the mind, in the human mind, that has to happen for people um, to understand that things like cockroaches have a meaning. Mosquitoes have a meaning. It's really tough. Bro, the amount of people who hate cockroaches is out of this world. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I guarantee people are like clicking off of hearing me talk right now because they're, they're like, like a, he said they it. They brought up he the C the word. word. Yeah, but I mean, that is the truth, right? The truth is, is that everything has a purpose. Everything has a meaning. It's all interconnected, and that is nature. I would agree. Um, and we, as a species, more than any, have become... Um, and continue to become more and more disconnected to that. And that's that's why this is important. Yeah. That's why these conversations are important to have because we got we've gotta reverse it. We've gotta stop, we've gotta stop it, we gotta reverse it. We gotta go we have to start getting people back to understanding the the elements yeah. of, of what make us a uh species that live on this planet right right you know kids they can identify 100 corporate logos but they can't identify 100 plants you ever heard that yeah <laughs> isn't yep. that terrible yeah that's some of the craziest information because i remember i think growing up like you know because i grew up in austin and you know savannah georgia and different places like that and i remember being able to easily identify corporate logos as a kid but then as soon as I was like, oh, dang, I do not want to be like that, it it all changed. I guess you just don't want to accept things about you, like about yourself and, and what it is that you're valuing. And that hopefully is the inspiration for people who are listening to this right now to be like, man, I, I do want to try to go have a forest bathing session. I've yeah. never done it before. I yeah. really would like to. I don't know what that looks like. You know what? Right. I'm the, this, is the, this is the breath of fresh air for me is that. Um, more people are doing it. Yeah, finally. And and and, <laughs> and we talk a lot of trash about like you know we we can talk 
talk about the hypocrisy of, of the, the internet and this connection and being able to do this. But the truth is, is that this is also a really big blessing because it is connecting more people. I am seeing more people. Maybe it isn't that I'm, I'm seeing uh, or that it's changing. Maybe it's just that I was not able to see it, right? And now I'm able to because of that. Because, yeah. Because of that. But I choose to believe that more people are becoming conscious and aware of it. Um, it is becoming harder for people to avoid um, our connection to nature and how important it is to to be keepers of this yeah and um i just don't think people see the value in going and like doing a sit spot until you go do a sit spot but but i mean truth be told is that you know you 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 find people are very interested in things like oh hey look at that plant you can use the root of that plant but if you use the leaf no bueno right right and they're like wait what how do you know that so every bit of knowledge that we have, whether it be plant identification or animals or whatever it is, right, is some, it's going to pique the curiosity of someone. That person could be three years old or it could be someone that's 86. Who knows? But the truth is it, that's what we're after. We're at, and and I, I think that's the, to, back to what you were saying, the connection is beautiful and and empowering when you bring that up and someone goes wait what that's a wild strawberry it's so small (laughs) yeah i show kids dewberries all the time they're like that's a blackberry i'm like pretty much yeah and but what's but do they do do they not get deer ears yeah you know are they not like what and then you know that they go home and they they have knowledge that they can pass on to their parents. Oh, they do. They do. And indeed. then the parents are like, wait, what you learned? What? Wait, show me. That's it's, it's infectious. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I do believe that we all want to, we're just in this society of wake up, do, 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 and punch out and wake up and do. And we were, it's very robotic. So if we can get outside of so that true. robotic motion, of being what society calls a productive human and do these things, you, it that's therapeutic. Yeah. It takes people out of the monotony of doing what probably they don't really or didn't foresee doing as an adult as a productive member. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to do it all now because I think that this thing that they're selling you about like, all right, punch in punch out until you're 65 and then you get to go do what you want to do right yeah. after this retirement thing happens then you're I, creaky cracky uh, right and, and so i'm like man i'm going to do it all now so yeah you know, touring all the national parks like i don't want to do that when i'm 80 i think about that a lot and i'm like i'm doing it now so we're going to dry tortugas in august <laughs> and all these things so yeah, i'm like yeah we're doing it now but i find it you know it might be I've created a world in which I can do that. And I think that's the work that is really paying off. So people who are like, oh, you know, you're just allowed to do that. Yada, yada. But it's like, well, no, because for a long time, like I didn't do anything. I worked like every day. And now I've gotten to a point where I can just go do that. So I'm not saying, you know, we can all 
run to dry tortugas anytime we want, but like, I think it's, um, yeah, work hard and make something to where you get to have the style of life that you want when you reach your sixties. Well, right? yeah. I mean, is that it, the perception? And let's, let's, let's get real. There's sacrifice too. Yeah, of course. I literally was making great money. Six figures. Oh, no, no problem. I thought I made it. I was like, oh man, you're in it to win it. You did it, Isaac. You're the guy. That's it, right? That's all it feels. And I felt so empty. I felt so gross. I wasn't I was not present. I wasn't I wasn't a healthy version of myself. The money just creates more problems in that situation because you're just fighting for staying in that in that part of the river. And um and and it's tur- it's it's turbulent. That part of the river's turbulent. So you just keep you and and it becomes the new norm. So the danger of that is is that you get away from your health, you get away from your your spiritual sense, you get away from the way that you're interacting not only with yourself in the mirror but also the people around you. And um, it's toxic. Yeah, it's scary, and health problems start happening. Right, you start really. Aging rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. You age rapidly. You digress. You digress just in general. And um, um, for me anyway, I can only speak to my to my story. As I just was like, you know what? What's the best way to make this situation that I'm absolutely miserable in um, change? How much more miserable can this get? Well, I'll just pull the rug out from underneath myself. That's what I did. Yeah, that's one way. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that everybody has the willpower or the courage to just say, you know what, off switch. I mean, that was probably the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. It's just to be like, nope, not today. Not today. New yeah. social norm. I did right? that too. I was like a marketing manager media thing and I did the same thing. Yeah, man. but just the, quit that's outright. What, that's what it takes. And then I went to Tom's school. Immediately, yeah, immediately bam, after. dude, I love it. I love it's it. Exactly. I actually I, went and hung out with Micah Mortelli uh, right after, right after I I pulled the trigger on on mine, uh, which also is you know Tom Brown. He's big Tom Brown Jr. guy. Yeah, and um, Mike is awesome. He's the one that wrote Rewilding. Yeah, yeah. I follow him on Instagram and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Mike is a good dude. Yeah, really, really awesome guy. And um, but yeah, I I went out and, and I hung out with Micah. And, and, uh, it was, it was really good. The timing was really awesome. And it was like this, Oh, I can breathe again moment. Right. Feels good. Yeah. You're alive again. Yeah. And and honestly, his program out there was really phenomenal because it gave me hope that all of my passions and all of the, the things that I did just by default in wilderness survival and, and my journey in nature, like could become something. Yeah. And uh, you had value. Yeah. People were starting to recognize that. Yeah. And there were, and there were like-minded people. Yeah. You know, back to that, um, which was really cool and it was really empowering and, and phenomenal. And, and then it was so funny. I, I'm a firm believer from in a few, in a spiritual sense that as soon as you lean into that, right. And you no longer possess control. You let not control. Um, think beautiful things start happening. And, and for me, that was 
became very, very true. Very, yeah. very true. You know. Um, so the moment you stepped into this, this is my vision for myself and my future. Like it was almost like the roadmap was like handed to you. Like here's what you need to do next. Like in the, or what are you saying? Well, like, some, sometimes we need God, we need guidance. Sometimes we need people to be like, hey, what are you doing? Like I have people tell me all the time, hey, bro, you should go on naked and afraid. Hey, bro, you should go, you know, on alone. Hey, you should do this. You should do that. And 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 the truth is, is that that's not on my mind. Right. Like I'm not thinking that, but sometimes I need other people. You know, that's where peer support is really powerful. Is that sometimes we do need that. Sometimes we need that little like tickle to be like, Oh, that exists. Maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, and, and that was, we, we go and we're, we're in shadow work, right? We're in the darkness. Sure. Sure. We seek a beacon of light. And whatever that light is, we have to uh, we have to really embrace it, you know. And coming out of where I was at, um, you know, my, Micah and and that program was phenomenal for me because it was it ga- it gave me a reassurance that my passion and my my true nature of just how I was raised and who I was as a human was valid. It was worth something, like you're saying. There's a self-worth piece, right? Um, where that goes from there is is all about um, manifestation and then stepping into, right? You have to do what you want to see. Right. So if you, it's one thing to, to think it, it's another thing to to be it. Right. You know, that was my same thing was I think that, for instance, Natureversity, I didn't, I had this idea, you know, this concept. And I think, like you're saying, I wanted to do, I wanted to do, but it wasn't until I met a woman. Um, her name's Dr. Michelle Rogers. I'm sure she's listening to this right now. Um, she showed me like, hey, this is how you do it. Yeah. She's like, this is how you build this website. This is how you register with the state of Texas to become yeah. a business. This is how you file taxes. This is how, and I think so many people hit that wall that they go, whoa, marketing, whoa, payroll, whoa, quarterly taxes, whoa. And then they just, they give up. So for the people out there, just it's take it one step at a time. Like I was like a C student my whole life, y'all. Like, well, according to obviously like uh, forced attrition of schooling standards. I, I was a C student, yeah. but I, you know, I, I worked gently and took one step at a time and please do not feel overwhelmed because if I can do it, all of y'all can do it, you know, but yeah, back to what you're saying about doing, I just wanted people to hear that you got to yeah. have a plan of how to do like, look at that board behind you over there, that big make it brain dot org I, I tell thing. You what, telling yeah, well, you, man. I mean, <laughs> the, the thing is, is it takes lots of lumens to create a bright, area mm-hmm. right so agreed we are all we are all are all together brighter yeah and i think that speaking to that i also have a really beautiful female in my world that has been a great guide great guidance yeah i mean uh without a doubt you know and it, that that's that's one of those moments where you're like wait what that not only does it speak to the feminine right which sometimes I'm brain dead in, 
But then it also is like, wait, oh, it's also this this encouraging piece where I'm like, wait, I can I can do that. I can do that. Self-doubt is probably the worst. Oh, yeah, it's a number killer. Number one killer for all my things. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I'm not worthy. Truly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worthy. Old beliefs, right? Yeah. And we're in the, but, but the, I mean, we, now we're going into, now we're going into the work. <laughs> the shadow work. That's yeah, right. Now we're going into I'm the I'm familiar work. with all that stuff. I don't know. Do you know what MKP is? Mankind Project? You yeah. Know what all that is? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I'm For one sure. of the brothers there. So we, I have, I, and it's all because of Natureversity that I had to go through and do that work because I was doing heinous things to the people who were around me and I wasn't valuing them and I wasn't valuing myself awesome. and the, the community that I was serving and, um, yeah, I don't think a whole a whole lot of people, maybe a handful of people know that real story. I, but. I encourage all men to be part of that. Yeah, I do too. And the women uh, within program too, um, where I'm trying to get my sister and my mom to go do it because I know a lot of the ladies who are, you know, they hear about this program that we're talking about and they're like, wait, is there uh, an akin for women? And yes, there is the woman within program, womenwithin.org, not yep. .com. That's yep. a, that's a fashion and, and now youth <laughs> as well man i mean i i um i partake in in sacred sons yeah i think we we that's, discussed that's the hat right yeah that's yeah the hat. i recognize it. um sacred sons is really beautiful work and now they're doing sacred youth and, and so on um same thing yeah. but i'm so happy that that's happening like yeah i'm beyond thrilled because not only has it not only is it healthy for for ourselves right to do the processing and to really step into that work uh, but it makes better people around us oh yeah well and i don't think we tolerate poor people we rather give them the guidance that we wish we would have received when we see that in them yeah right? we, i mean that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast agreed uh, agreed that's a whole nother podcast because a lot of times people just want to be witnessed yeah, they just want to be. Uh, they, um, I, I've been going through this whole this whole thing uh, recently, just about um, acceptance of self. None of us are perfect. You know, the the best sages in the world still are imperfect. Yeah, you know, when you're in flesh, it's just the name of the game. You're you. We all have flaws. We all and we're all going to get hung on a snare. It's just the name of the game. But um, what do you do with it? Yeah, with and, the time and then you're here. furthermore, the power piece is how transparent are you about it? How honest are you about it? Because if you're if you're transparent, and honest, it's kind of like when you're a guide and you're going down the trail, and this is I'm going to throw everybody for a curveball for a moment, and there's probably some people that are going to hear me and they're going to be like, "Oh no, he's talking about poop." <laughs> but when you're taking a group through the woods. Who's the first person that wants to be like, hey, guys, I need to take a break. Right. I need to step off because you don't want to hold the group back. Right. Right. No. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's very relevant. It is. It's very, very relevant. That's no different than. And the truth is, is that when you're the one that says, I need to, there's probably like five other people that are like, oh, man, thank goodness he said that. Yeah. Oh, I got to go too. Right. No different. Same thing is like naming your, you know, I have a problem with, or this is my struggle. Chances are there are people all around you witnessing you name your struggle 
and it's also in their wheelhouse. Oh yeah. And it's empowering. That's the beauty yeah. of the work. And not only does it give you support because you feel less alone, but then you have a support group. Right. Now you have like like minded people that are like, yeah. And accountability. Right. How to get better together. I definitely felt that was my problem growing up with, you know, as a young kid was I felt like I was the only one going through that problem. Like I was the only one failing my yeah. grades. Yeah, I was we, the only one who didn't have money to go like hang out with friends. Yeah. I was the only one. And yeah. So when we do the work we do with the kids at the school, that's the first thing we always let them know is, hey, uh, we've been through this before. Yeah. I want you to know that. So, so what you're feeling right now, I have felt, you know, and that's okay. Like what you're feeling is totally valid. valid. And um, yeah, I just think that we need to be there, like you said, to support each other through that through that group. So how did, real quick, getting back to um, Nurture Nature Within, how did that get started? How did you come to realize this is what I wanted to do with, Oof. and let's talk about um, that. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, when I was in my career, right, and I, um, I, I, I was clinging to anything I could that would give me hope and and peace. It was a lot, um, and and so I, I I typically you know would do as many different types of meditation, breathing exercises, so on and so forth. And Kundalini became like a really, really powerful thing for me. Um, and in part of that, uh, I, I, you know, I would say I had this, this hit me like a, just a giant ray of sunshine. And that name came to me and I started playing with the word nature and nurture and how close they were together. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, whoa. And I started like, I mean, I, it was like I could see, I could see it. Just like the the similarity of the word. Um, and it stuck with me. It was really powerful. And it was interesting because at the end of that meditation, I wrote it down. I still have, I still have the piece of paper. Um. And I, and I thought, wow, like that would be really cool one day to lean into that. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Um, this isn't long ago. This is just a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And so I was like, you know, I've been doing the work and mm-hmm. doing all the things, but I never made it a thing. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I had somewhat in my mind created all these obstacles of like, well, then I have to do this and I have to do this in order to do this. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. See, so I started to feed, to you about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I started defeating myself and I was holding myself back. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, wait, uh, no, I, I think this is, this is doable, but how, and I, I'm still going through this by the way. Like I'm, I'm still actively, growing sure right and always should be but um it takes courage to take that first step and that was kind of the moment where i went wait okay i definitely need to put a website together uh and then i just like went completely blank i had built websites like ish in the past 
Um, and it was like, oh, oh, so much work and upkeep. And then the hypocrisy piece came in. How am I supposed to be a guide and go out in the wilderness if all I'm doing is stuck to this, like, you know, I'm, I'm basically hacking my way through a website trying to figure out how to do it, right? Is that old meme? It says I own a nature school and I spend 90% of my time on the computer. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I was like, is, no, man. that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, and I have a really good brother. Back to um, back to Florida. Sure. I met Rand Jenkins. He owns a mojo group out of, out of uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. So my path and his path ran parallel for quite a while. He started a, an amazing company and that's what they do they do uh, business development and web and they build these beautiful websites and this that and the other and so i i'd reach out to him and say man i i need some insight what do i do and um and he was like yo talk about a brother that believes in you he was like dude i got you and that was when i really knew Like, wait, I can make this real. People believe in me, right? And I started the journey of realizing, like, wait, I first have to believe in myself. So I started doing a lot of the inner work. I started doing a lot of the shadow work. I started peeling back. Why why did I have this terrible breakdown? Why am I not present? What what do I do do with this version of myself that I don't... Right. I went to Costa Rica, spent some time in the jungle. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ayahuasca ceremonies? Yeah, uh yeah, I'd say a little bit, but uh yeah, definitely one somebody tells me Costa Rica, it's the first thing I think. Yeah, I was down by the Panama border, but yeah. Um That's good, man. It was phenomenal. It was it was powerful very powerful. Um, but it also reiterated that connection to nature. In a really intense way, right? You're oh like, yeah. Oh, there's bullet ants. Oh, That's... there's jaguars. Oh, there's you know. I mean, you're you're in it. You're you're. There's no escaping there. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless you hop on a banana truck, and then you're like, oh wait, there's snakes in here too. But yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's uh, it was good, man. It was part of part of the journey, you know, and and you. It's a gnarly place when you hit rock bottom and you realize there's a basement. And then you're like, wait, how deep is the basement? Mm. Right. Um, but you have to go there. You have to go there. Because if you don't, you can't start filling it in with with rocks. You can't right. start building off of it. You yeah. can't. You have to figure out how deep does it go. And um, and so I did that. I did a lot of really deep, deep work. And uh, continue to try to heal the wounds and try to try to figure out. Um, and a lot of that is not just about forgiving yourself. It's about forgiving other people, you know, forgiving people that you thought you never could forgive. Sure. Um, yeah. And that, that's kind of the building block of, of nurture nature within, because as I started to do that work and all the wilderness work that I've done throughout my life it made perfect sense yeah and it all came together in I call a divine way at the divine time and became this 
sacred, beautiful thing that just blossomed right before me. And it was, uh, it was a way of, of being like, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. This is who you are. What kind of programs, um, do y'all host and offer? I mean, a wide range of things, right? Bush, like very similar to what you're doing, bushcraft, mm-hmm. uh, uh, friction fire and so on, but also, uh, mindful outdoor leadership, right? Mindful outdoor guiding. Um, I think that's a big, that's a big part of it. That's and the majority is, is taking people out, um, because the world we live in is, is, is filled with this, you know, um, no point intended, but it's either this or, or, you know, you're stuck in traffic or you're rushing to work or you're rushing to make dinner. You're rushing to do this. You're rushing to do that. Right. So the beauty of nature is, is obviously you're able to tap into that nature piece of of ourselves yeah, and kind of like bring, bring the frequency to that level. Right. The three, six, nine frequency, the life, the life frequency. Yeah. Bring it there. And then you start to really understand that, that the Gaia, right? Like, okay, what's happening? Um, That's where the best healing, in my opinion, happens. Because all the outside noise is is away. Um, So that's what Nurture Nature Within focuses on. Is And different people have different ways of connecting to that, right? So someone might come to the table and be like, got a lot of rage got a lot of anger well i'm gonna definitely work that a different way than say anxiety or depression right maybe maybe not maybe not always but meet it where it's at right so that's where nurture nature within is and so have y'all done um i don't know if you were telling me y'all have done um perhaps some journeys to africa and was it said um like kilimanjaro yeah so coming up um I did a partnership with Above and Beyond Cancer, um, which takes cancer survivors as well as caregivers to um, to Africa um, and numerous other summits. So Kilimanjaro, Base Camp of Everest, so on. Um, and it's a it's a healing process. It's a sure. heal, healing journey. Heck yeah, um, man! To and again, not just for the cancer survivors, but also for the the caregivers, um, to be able to prove to themselves one that they can do it, and two, there's also just this empowerment, right, to to conquer something like that. Yeah, after triumphantly conquering, are they are they survivors? As in the treatments worked, or yeah, is it active? Well, and there are people where. Um, you know, they were a caregiver, and 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 the person that had cancer did not survive. Oh, okay. Um, I see. So there's a healing process there as well. Yeah. Um, I think the the beauty of it is, you know, a lot of times, I mean, my my father went through cancer, and it was like you ring the bell, and they're like, "Good for you." You get a swat on the butt, and I like, thumbs up. You get a sticker out the door. What's after? Mm-hmm. What about the dismemberment? Right. Sometimes it's surgeries involved. What about the the turmoil of thinking like it could come back? Right. So those are the things that are faced in that processing where 
there's there's a, there's more work to be done. It's not just the physical blood work of like, hey, you're done with cancer now. Good job. Right. Yeah, it's like re- returning from anything. War. Um, Bingo. It's I mean, a trauma. Yeah, like what do you do when your child goes off to college? Like there's a lot of aspects that I think we face as humans in that same exact realm of like, well, now what? And so... You made made it through to your standards, but you don't know what the turmoil is still happening within. Right. And that's why I feel like as long as everybody on the planet in some way, shape, or form, I guess, unfortunately, prisoners um, can't, but you can connect with nature at least by just walking out in your backyard. Or even if you live in an apartment complex, you could just walk to your local park. But that's what, like, I... I always tell people um, probably what's going to happen when I retire and do all this. Well, I kind of sometimes tell people I am retired right now because I do whatever (laughs) I want. (laughs) Um, But I want to become like a a gardener. You know, I just want to garden because there's something about, I think, being... I read a story one time about a king and this king was just like, I was king and now there's a new king and I don't know what to do with my life. And I think one of his like closest, you know, confidants when he was king was like, you need to become a gardener. And he did. And it like changed his whole thing. Cause he was like, man, it's like the same thing as being king. He's like, I'm just king of this garden. He's like, but these types of individuals who I perhaps reign over, he's like, they're so meticulous and I've got to be so thoughtful about how to nurture and care and, you know, tend and w- too much water. And, and, and like and truth be told, and they're also the keepers <laughs> of folklore. Yeah, right. They, they, they are. And so I think that's where um, I think I'm not saying gardening is for everybody, but like obviously gardening is a part of nature. So no, you know, I don't know. This I want to get I want to get people outside. So whether it's vets, cool. you know, people who um, are experiencing. I used to work with the Lions Club a lot um, wow. back in the early two thousand nines and stuff. So as a survivalist, you know, I was I didn't actually know. I'll be honest, I didn't know that the Lions Club was actually a cancer thing because I was just invited to come talk about survival. Oh, I'm learning. And yeah, it's so the Lions Club uh, based out of, uh, well, where I was at is New Braunfels, San Marcos, Texas, Austin. And it is a club, an organization that is dedicated to giving children, I believe, who are currently experiencing cancer or who have survived cancer cool. um, an opportunity to do things. And so they invited me out. And uh, like I said, I didn't know that they were survivors. So here I am talking about survival. And I felt so embarrassed when I learned because I was like, oh my God, those kids are actual survivalists. And here I am. I have talking no, about survival. Yeah, I have no clue yeah. about what they actually. Yeah, little what, did you know, it probably had a really beautiful, profound. They in it. loved yeah. it. Oh, they invited they me back so many times and they were like, the kids adored like you talking about survival fires and oh, forts. Awesome. And, you know, I made a mistake and gave some of the kids some obsidian pieces of shard and they ended up cutting themselves and oh it was a bad thing it was early in my educational career we have a lot in common man i have some i have some terrible obsidian uh obsidian versus shirt oh another time (laughs) not not worth the podcast well i'm excited that we've been able to connect and now because my goal for this podcast is not just to have like one like interview but to like bring people back on and hear how they're doing like how things have grown um i want my friend ellie to come back on she does a lot of like wim hof breath work retreats and big band and stuff and she was like one of my very first guest so i feel like it's time now it's been a year i want her back on so i want you back on and um i have a a slew of questions that i still would love to ask you here but um yeah i don't know what are you thinking it's Uh, been it's been an hour i'm 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 all in any crushed an hour man 
I'll call you brother anytime, brother. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for chatting with me, Isaac. Everybody, real quick, uh, where can we find you? Uh, give us your, your so information. NurtureNatureWithin.com. There you go. Um, you can go to, uh, if, if you're an Instagrammer. Sure. Go to nurture underscore nature underscore within underscore. Okay. Um, uh, or nurture nature within, and and you'll find your way that way. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, find find me that way. Um, awesome. Really, really glad to be here, man. Thanks for for telling some of us, you know, the story about how you got here, and I'm really excited to continue to partner with you, because if you're in Galveston, you're only a couple hours away, so uh, there's I'm, definitely I, a chance for Oftentimes, I'm, I'm in Austin, I feel like sometimes more than than uh, than Galveston, so. Cool. Home Thanks. away from home. Thanks so much, Isaac. Right, I appreciate man. you. Thank Take you. care, everybody. Bye-bye.